0: You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio Show, Around Atlanta Edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's
1: hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta Edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Joined by my co-host and friend, Carol Morgan. Before we get underway, a quick shout out to New American Funding, our 2020 show sponsor, our ninth year on the air. It's great to have them as a partner. and promises to be an interesting, challenging year, but it's going to be ultimately a fun and successful one. Let's get to it. Carol Morgan, fun guest today, doing some important work. Looking forward to it.
2: Now, I'm excited to talk to Dr. Amy Stevens. She is a licensed professional counselor with the Georgia Military Women, and she's also on the board of VetLanta. This is going to be a fun conversation. Welcome, Amy. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, too.
1: Well, before we get into our conversation, uh, you do a lot of important work. We're going to talk principally about your Facebook group, which is Changing Lives in a Big Way, and so we're going to get into that. But before we do that, take a few quick seconds to tell us a bit about you and your background.
3: Sure. uh, Happy to do that. I think the first thing to say is I am a proud Navy veteran myself. I served 11 years on active duty and four years in the reserve. I have a medical discharge. I went to work for the U.S. Department of Labor, retired from there, ended up after that becoming the Director of Psychological Health for the Georgia National Guard. And I held that position in 2009, 2012, when there were a lot of deployments going on to Iraq and Afghanistan. It really connected me back to the military community, which I kind of walked away from, uh, as many women will do. And that's actually the reason why I started Georgia Military Women online on Facebook in 2012.
2: Well, and that's what we want to hear a lot more about. So tell us, what is Georgia Military Women all about and why did you start it? Well, as I said, I got back involved with the
3: military, had really gone on with the rest of my life, as many people do. And when I went back uh, working with the military, I'm looking around and hearing different things. You know, I was the counselor for 14,000 members of the Guard and their family members. And I was startled to realize that a lot of women's things were still the same as they were back in the 80s when I was on active duty. I joined the Navy in 1979, just at the beginning of women being fully integrated into the services. And when I'm hearing the same thing, I'm saying, what's up with this? And what I found was that women want to talk. That's the amazing thing. And so when I left the guard position, I realized that I needed to have an avenue to bring the women together in a safe and protected place. And that's why I brought it. We talk about all kinds of things, but it's professional and social. It's a no drama zone. We're not selling anything. We don't do politics or religion. A lot of it is just sharing about benefits, knowing about the resources that are available to us. Most people have no idea how many women veterans there are in the state of Georgia We're actually number five nationwide. We have over 80,000 veterans and that number kind of goes up and down depending on which bases are open or closed. We actually have close to about 38,000 women veterans in the Atlanta area. And about 20,000 of those actually do receive services at the Atlanta VA of of some kind. And the women have just really flocked to our opportunity to talk and share together. It's great to be able to talk with somebody, another woman, who understands what the acronyms mean and things like that, because you normally don't get a chance to do that. And yeah. so that's what's made it very, very popular.
1: Well, a couple of things. First of all, thank you for your service. We are grateful for that. Two, I was blown away by the numbers of women veterans in Georgia and in Atlanta. Uh, that was a staggering number to me. I was surprised. I would have guessed a lot less. And when you build a community such as this, a forum where – Fellow veterans can talk and communicate and and share stories and share knowledge. Uh, There there were probably a lot of vehicles that you could have chosen to run the group and the forum, but why did you choose to do it as a Facebook group?
3: Well, I had been using it a little bit anyway. I'm a pretty social person. I'm a flaming extrovert. And I also know that women like to talk. Guys, you know, if you have a couple of good friends to go to the bar with or whatever, go fishing with, then that's good. Most women, we need five to 10 girlfriends that we can talk to about different things. And I just quickly figured out that Facebook was a very inexpensive way to do it, and it didn't require a lot of organization, and it doesn't require any money. And that's one of the amazing things about Georgia military women is that we are doing this kind of amazing work. And, and I can tell you that we, out of the almost 4,000 now, got Mitch has got to update my, my numbers <laughs> is that it's close to 4,000. I think he's listening. Okay, that, ongoing every, every week, um, is that out of the people that are signed up for our group, probably 80 to 90% actually participate online mm-hmm. every month. So they're, they're liking, they're responding, they're doing their own posts, and we're sharing this amazing information that they had no idea about in most cases. You've got to figure that when women go out to veteran events, it's overwhelmingly men. And that there's a whole environment that comes from being on active duty where we are such a small percentile that unless you're really assertive, you're not going to be heard. In our group, everybody can be heard. It's done at no cost. So it means that I don't have to do any fundraising, which is awesome. You'll see other groups that are for military women of different types, women veteran groups across the country. Some of them are very successful, but they're always asking
2: for money. We don't have to because Facebook is free. A really good point. And I think, you know, technology and all the free technology out there has really helped different organizations and different groups to form all these networking groups. That this is the you know, one of the most creative ones I've heard about yet. I guess I'd just like to know some other you know, statistics. How many women are in the group and where are they from? Do you know, do they represent all areas of Georgia or are they concentrated more in Atlanta or how does that work?
3: That, that's a very good question. You know that using Facebook metrics, if you're an admin person, you can download some of that information. One of the things that I really like is our age group distribution. It really mirrors actually what the national distribution is. and I kind of you know I'm kind of a geek on research sometimes. so I monitor this and it's perfect. I love the demographics because we're getting a parallel numbers of individuals across all of these age groups. So we don't have that many that are the real young ones because those are the the ladies that are still on active duty. Then you see this little spike of ladies in their 30s, early 40s that are maybe doing uh, one tour of duty on active duty and then they get out. Then you'll see another spike of ladies, late 40s, early 50s, that are the ladies that stayed long enough to retire. And then you will see a final little group of people, and I'm part of that group, of the ladies that are over age 65. And and that's like my age group is only seven and a half percent. Because there weren't that many women that served on active duty you know, during the time period that I was young. So that's a wonderful distribution there. We also have demographics available that show us a little bit of the ethnicity of people if they choose to share it. And, and that actually is not in the Facebook metrics. It's done by my doing polls. Where there's a Facebook feature called Quick Poll or something like that. And I just asked the ladies, tell me what your ethnicity is. If you care to, it's, it's up to you. It's not mandatory. And what I have found is that our group reflects the diversity of Georgia. And also, I I can get from Facebook metrics the um, the towns where people live. So what I do find is that the majority of women actually do live in the Atlanta area. I mean, this is a massive area. When you think about the population of Georgia, fifty percent or more of veterans are going to live in the Atlanta area because we have so many people here. But then there's a very nice distribution across the state as well. I'll see that. And then for ethnicity. What is fascinating to me is that we actually have a different distribution than the nation at large. And what it is, is that in most respects across the nation, you will see the standard distribution of women is going to be um, primarily Caucasian and then maybe about 20% African American or women of color. And then, you know, declining numbers of the other groups. Well, in Georgia, we have a unique distinction that there are just as many women of color as there are Caucasian women. And that information is, is provided from, actually, and verified by the VA. They have a survey and, and statistics available on the va.gov website that you can see this kind of stuff. And so what we have is a, a distinct twist a little bit. I also know from my relationships with uh, staff at the Atlanta VA that among women women, Probably seventy percent of those that are being seen for services at the Atlanta VA are women of color. So this is kind of interesting. So wh- when you see our pictures, we we will show diversity. That's very important. We want everybody to feel welcome. And oh, by the way, we don't ask the questions necessarily. But you know, we have um, complete openness for sexual orientation. We don't really ask that. I I do know that we have um, many members of the pride community, including transgender individuals. This is not a support platform for anything. But, you know, it's just that if you identify as a woman, you are welcome to be there. And we definitely have those folks.
1: Wow, that's impressive diversity. And and that's a a partial answer to the other question about why you organize on Facebook, because you do get great statistics that help you understand who you're talking to and where they're coming from. It's great, great stuff. You know, I can vouch for the power of a group like this. Uh, My mother suffers from Alzheimer's. So we're family mm-hmm. caregivers and so we, we're we members, my wife and I are both members of private closed groups of caregivers because sometimes you just need someone who understands what you're going through, the angst that you feel and the problems that you face. I mean, that, that's got to be the, a great benefit of this closed group of women veterans because you all have shared experiences and you have shared problems too. I mean, talk about some of the, of the unique challenges that, you know, stuff that you can share publicly about some of the, the challenges and the issues that this group deals with and talks about on a day-to-day basis?
3: Sure. Well, you know, actually, you might be surprised. It's just regular stuff for the most part. The women's movement for veterans uh, did have a surge at, at one point, maybe about 10 years ago, when women started talking about military sexual trauma. Okay, or PTSD related to military sexual trauma. Unfortunately, a lot of women have experienced severe sexual harassment or assault on active duty. I'm not going to take up time to talk about that to great extent, but what I can tell you is that it's about one out of five that will have had a significant event that happened to them while they were on active duty. And wow. at the time, they weren't believed and they might have been retaliated against all kinds of things like that. But when I say one out of five, and this is where I want to turn the conversation a little bit, is if we say one out of five, that means 20%, right? Well, okay, our neediest people are the 20%. They need a lot of support potentially. But the 80% are just average women veterans that did their time, no particular drama. I mean, we all have a little bit of drama, right? And (laughs) we are a little unique because we did join the the military. So you know, there's a little bit of difference there. But generally, the 80% are highly functioning women. Now, here's where we get to the gist of it, though, is talking about transition, is that when women veterans transition, hello, think about it. The average male veteran who transitions is going to go full bore into job seeking and all kinds of things like that. Women, well, a lot of the reasons why we leave active duty is because we've got families. We are caregivers, if not to our parents, to our children. Like most women, we have careers interrupted. A lot of times it is very much harder to engage back into civilian life. We're dealing with a cultural difference between civilian life and the military life. If I'm being assertive in my military way, then maybe I'm considered aggressive as a woman in the workplace. If I am the woman that goes in, does my job, and then goes back to the boss and says, oh, I'm done. Can you give me more work, please? I'm not like the other women. This happened to me. I can tell you is that other people are sitting at their desk reading a book. Right, yeah. You know, I have a work ethic because, you know, my superiors would have expected me to do that, okay? So, you know, we have that very strong work ethic many times. But, you know, the thing is getting to the job to start with, getting the same pay. Let's just talk briefly, uh, gender pay equity issues. Women do not get paid the same as men. And if you are a woman of color or other ethnic group, you don't get paid as much. So here we have women. There have careers interrupted, and and I would be one of those. I had a special needs child that was in high school when I exited the service. I've got to be available for him because that's my job as mom, right? Is that dad is going to have mom take care of it. But mom is mom, and if she's the only one there, she's going to do it. So you have a need for flexibility in the job market. You have less pay many times being paid because we can't work those 10 to 12 hour days that many male veterans are doing. And so this is what causes the transition to be much more difficult. So you will see percentage wise, a much higher rate of homelessness and financial need among women. So a lot of what we share is getting jobs in the group. That might be it. You know, I've I've had some wonderful opportunities lately where companies are seeking to serve veterans. And if I can facilitate a fast track, then I'm going to do that. There's a wonderful company locally that has, you know, put out something toward me that said oh we definitely want to hire veterans for this they can do it from home can you find us any and I said I think I can do that and sure <laughs> enough I did and you know so now a young woman went through a paid training for a technology type of field and just last week started her full-time job at that program making a lot of money and that just thrills me I love doing that
2: are you ready to own a home but don't know where to start speak to a local expert at new American Funding. Get pre-qualified and start looking for your dream home. They make home buying easy and convenient with a variety of home loan options. New American Funding is devoted to helping families finance their home because they want everyone to achieve the American dream, home ownership. New American Funding's technology is what sets them apart. Whether connecting with your home loan professional in person, online, or through the app, they are there to answer any questions. Call today to get pre-qualified. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. Yeah, what a great way to network and to help one another. I guess I'm curious, it sounds like you have a great online network on Facebook. Do you ever meet in person? Oh, absolutely.
3: Not recently, of course, with (laughs) COVID-19. But actually, I'm doing Zoom meetings instead. Oh, I like that. In the Facebook group, because I want it to be interactive. I don't, I'm, there is an option to do Facebook Live, which I can do also. But, um, that's a little bit harder for me to manage because I want the visual of interacting with them. But there are some online options like that. We also have um, mentoring groups. That is a Facebook option where we connect individual ladies together. Is that That's a free service through Facebook. And we put out uh, events. There's an events tab where if somebody wants to do a meetup and we let any of the ladies do that, if, if you live in Podunk, and you want to meet for coffee at Bubba Joe's Coffee Cafe, just put it in there, and maybe only one or two ladies will show up, but they're the right ladies. We're not really looking for large groups. What we're looking for is building friendships, because that's actually suicide prevention. And quite frankly, that is part of the group motivation for me, is that I know it's suicide prevention in in a sneaky kind of way, because relationships, is a key reason why people hurt themselves is because they think nobody cares. And in this group, people care. We're not gonna do drama in the group, we're not a therapy group, but we're a friendship group, and it really works.
1: Well, and obviously suicide is such a critical issue with all veterans, so that's uh, has to be an important uh, benefit of this camaraderie. You just mentioned for the second time in the conversation that it's no drama zones, there's also no judgment zone. Why do those two facets matter so much with, the, with this group?
3: Well, I think it really matters because for one thing, we do have people that have mental health issues in the group, and I don't want to trigger negativity, is that you can always look at the glass half full or half empty, and we are going to have some people that are that way, and right now is one of those times. In fact, I'm glad you asked it, Todd, because I just posted just before I, I called in to you folks a reminder that we are no drama. We've had some little incidents of ladies getting ugly towards each other, and it doesn't help anything. It's kind of like talking to drunks sometimes is that let's provide factual information, care for each other, but no contest going on. And remember, I got some very assertive ladies where there is a lot of a personalities and sometimes, you know, we're just not going to agree on things, but that's okay.
2: And so, you know, that's how come we set some ground rules. It makes things work easier. So lots of conversations lately. It seems like all we do is talk about coronavirus. Are you talking with your members about that online, or how does that look for the uh, various veterans on the group? Yes,
3: absolutely. We are addressing it. The biggest reason at first was the fact that we had to cancel events. We had a bus trip scheduled to Memphis that a lot of ladies were really looking forward to going on, and we had to cancel that. There's some other smaller group activities where the ladies usually get together for breakfast or lunch. I let the group leaders make the decision on the individual groups across the state. But generally speaking, they, for the most part, canceled everything. And I think just about everything is canceled at this point. So that's where we started. The next was sharing information about self-care. Wanted to make sure that our expectation is that women take care of themselves. Also then asking the group leaders and others to look around them, see if there's anybody in our group that is isolated or may need assistance. One of the things for women veterans is that because we are in the military, sometimes we end up in places that are not home. I would be one of those. I live in Georgia. Most of my family lives in this great state of Maine. My son is here. So I do have a person, but no, some ladies just don't. The other thing is that a lot of us are divorced, single, or widowed. We don't have anybody else that lives with us. So we want to make sure that every single one of our veterans in our group have a resource if they need it. So we start first with our inner circle. Then, third, I've asked them to take a look around in your neighborhood. Women veterans should be leaders, and we we care about community. So the next step was to say, have you talked to your neighbors? Are you aware of anybody? And so forth. So it's kind of a developing thing there we do have a lot of information being shared about VA resources. Some of it was not quite factual at first, and there was a a little bit of a a drama moment as we were sorting it out, and quite frankly, the VA sorting it out. The Veterans Administration is just like any other medical facility, is that this is unprecedented. They're still putting their action plans into place, and, and most of them are actually pretty good at this point, but a week ago, they were still figuring it out. So people were getting appointments canceled, things like that, wondering how they could get urgent care, or could they get their prescriptions filled? So we were sharing a lot of factual information from CDC, public health, and the Veterans Administration. That was very, very important to have that information out there. Also checking on people that are having appointments canceled if, you know, if they have any need for assistance. So yes, we are addressing it regularly in our group. We also shared some of the humor too, is that sometimes ladies will just put up some funny jokes. I'm sure you've seen those on Facebook. Everybody has one. So we do share some of the jokes. But we are also very serious about taking care of ourselves, our group members. And then because we are veterans, we're here to serve. So if there's ways for us to serve, we're trying to do that. And the big one that I've been asking them to do is to donate blood for the American Red Cross. I'm sure that you're aware that there's a shortage right now. And so one of the ways that anybody help, but especially my veterans who are in good health, is to go out and give a pint of blood. It's needed.
1: Yeah, that's great stuff. You guys are all gone into a life of service, and that obviously is continuing. So grateful for you for founding this organization, providing a vehicle by which these, these veterans can find community and fellowship. So great, great stuff. Amy, before uh, we let you go, should anyone need to connect with you or learn about how to become a member of this group? How do they do that?
3: The easiest thing, really, is just to go on Facebook. Anybody can contact me through the messenger function on Georgia Military Women, the page. Okay, that's very easy. Just tap it, send a message to me, and I will get back to you. If you are a woman veteran, you can go to the Facebook group, GA Military Women ask to join. There are three simple questions because we do screen people to get into the group. I can tell you that the admins and moderators are very busy. We only admit about half of the people that ask to join because a lot of times they're men or they're people from other countries or they're women that just don't have a clue or maybe they want to sell us something. So there is a way to do it that way. But the easiest way to get in touch with me is through Facebook. And again, it's through the page, Georgia Military Women.
1: Dr. Amy Stevens, the founder and administrator of the Georgia Military Women Facebook group. Amy, it was great to have you. Thanks for your service again and appreciate you founding this group. Thank you. All right. Well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then.
0: Call them at seven seven zero three eight three thirty three sixty, 383 3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real
3: Estate Forum Radio.